All right, so first of all, kids, you've all got little maracas, right? And uh, <laughs> Molly had a gleam in her eye when she ordered these. <laughs> Every time we say the word Nicholas or St. Nicholas, feel free to do that. How about that? So I'm going to be telling a couple of stories, so everybody knows, about St. Nicholas. You've probably heard of him, right? So St. Nicholas was a real person. He was actually a bishop in the early church in the 300s in the Roman Empire. And because he lived such a long time ago, some of the stories about him are probably a mixture of things that actually happened and some things that might be a little more fairy tale-like, right? And as we know, fairy tales often will convey truths about people and about our world, even if the details are a little bit fantastic. So the tales about St. Nicholas that have come down to us, good, good, you got it? They talk a lot about his generosity and his kindness and about his gift giving. And that's what people found memorable about him. And because you kids are here in the service, you're going to be helping me out with some of these things. I'm very excited about that. So to start us out, Macy is going to come up and start with the reading here. Once upon a time in the ancient city of Patara, there lived a young boy named Nicholas. Nicholas was kind to others. He had a heart that overflowed with love for other people. His parents often spoke to him about Jesus as he was growing up. They taught him to love and help others if they were in need of kindness. Very good. Thank you, Macy. Did a really good job there. So... Miss Molly helped me send some questions to the kids over the last couple of weeks. And one of the questions that I asked them, and some of them sent their, questions, sent their answers in, and some of them might want to answer here. But the question I asked was if they could remember there was a time when somebody showed them kindness. And so I'm going to start by sharing a couple of the things that people sent in, and then if any of you have anything to add. So Nora said that her friend Mimi played with her the whole day, and that made her feel really happy. And I thought, oh, that was really, really sweet of her friend. Jack said, my friend Frederick was nice to me when I was hurt. That always feels good when somebody's kind to you and you hurt yourself, doesn't it? And then AJ sent in a story, and he told about his, when he had his tonsils out. He missed two weeks of preschool, didn't you? And, and, and I... And I uh, you don't have to. I can tell it. Yeah, I missed two weeks of preschool because he had to go to the hospital twice for that. And so he was feeling really sad because he was missing school. And then his teacher came and dropped off an envelope of, like, get well cards, right? And there was one from every single student in your class. And that cheered you up and made you feel good, right? And made you feel loved, which I really loved. Did any of the rest of you have a story about when somebody was kind to you? Eliana was thinking about Ethan? Got it. Here, I'll be okay. Sorry, I don't mean to like steal. Anybody else? I know it's a little weird when you're like up here in front of everybody, isn't it? Oh, you got one? Yeah. All right, Leo. Oh, yeah, you want to say it right up front. Okay, tell us. Tyler and my baby Seda. You were kind to your babysitter? Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. Aw. All right. Well, those are all really good stories. Well, as St. Nicholas got older, 
right? He got known for being generous, meaning that he was really happy to share the things that he had with other people. And so he would spend his days going and like visiting the sick. He would give food to people who were hungry and he gave comfort to people who were lonely, right? So he would just hang out with them and be present with them. And so one of the questions I asked was, how many of you kids have ever been sick? How about adults? <laughs> how about in the last like two weeks? <laughs> I think there were a lot of people, especially pre-Christmas, who were super sick. And how many of you ever have ever felt lonely? Oh, a lot of people, right? You're not alone in that. And so I just asked, are there any things that help you feel better when you're feeling sick or lonely? And I thought, oh, these answers that you gave or sent in were so good because they're the same things that help everybody or most people feel better. Snuggles, hugs and kisses, just feeling better when someone's with you. Is there anything else that helps you when you're sick? Yeah, Abigail? Sometimes it helps when I talk to a grown-up. Yeah, sometimes it helps to talk to a grown-up. That's a good one. Did you have anything? No? No? Okay. Yeah, talking with a grown-up. I don't know. Sometimes I like to put on, like, my favorite cartoon or something like that is kind of helpful when I'm sick. Yeah, a lot of those things are helpful. So there are a whole lot of stories about St. Nicholas. Probably, yeah, you got it? Probably the most famous one was about a family that was really poor, and they had three daughters. So I don't know about you guys, I have two little sisters, so I'm one of three girls. Some of you are some of you guys only children? How many of you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I think most of you here have brothers or sisters, yeah. So I've got two little sisters. So this was a family that had three girls. Because they were really poor, they weren't able to have all of the things that they needed. So it was one winter night, and it was snowing outside, and St. Nicholas heard about this family that needed some money. And so after he found out about it, he went to their house, and he saw an open window, and he threw a bag of gold into it. Yes, did it. <laughs> Wouldn't you guys like to wake up with some gold, especially if it's a bag of chocolate gold in your house? Well, he didn't do this just once. He didn't do it just twice. He did it three nights in a row. So three bags of gold. Would any of you guys like to try throwing a bag of gold through a window? We'll see how this goes, adults. <laughs> we were like, maximum chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see gleams in eyes. <laughs> okay. We'll try not to hit people if possible. All right. It's okay if you miss, too. It's totally fine. I should have missed on purpose. I should have missed on purpose to give. Anyway. Oh, good job. Oh, Yana, you can give that a go. Oh, good arm, kid. Hey, look at this. Whoa. We got some kids who can throw really well. <laughs> All right. Everybody get a chance to do it? Couple more. Yep, yep. 
didn't get a chance, Micah. Uh oh. Oh, Micah coming in for like the uh, the tennis slam. <laughs> Everybody got it? Yeah, any adults? All right. Well, you guys did a really good job with that. Yeah. So that's how St. Nicholas got known for being really like a secret gift giver. Not only did he throw bags of gold into people's windows, but he also gave other secret gifts. And legend has it on the night that he did this, where he threw the third bag of gold into that family's house, um, that the the gold landed in the family's shoes. That's why in Europe, sometimes when they celebrate St. Nicholas Day on December 6th, they put gifts for each other in each other's shoes. Have you heard of that? Yeah, you want to share something? So my au pair, she is from Germany, and she came over and she did this um, she did it on a knife, like she, she got us Germany chocolate, and it was really good. Oh. And yeah, German chocolate. It, it was very good. That's awesome. Yeah, I got the tag off of mine. You got the tag off of yours? Oh, that was really good. Well done, bud. All right, we got one more story about Saint Nicholas. So this is one where he was he was in this busy port city. So a port city is like on the ocean. You guys know what the ocean looks like? Yeah. Like big ships on it. And uh, you've been to the ocean? So have I. It's so cool, isn't it? Well, it was really hard for people to get the food that they needed. And so people were getting hungry, and St. Nicholas noticed that they were hungry. And so he was looking for ways to help feed a lot of people. And so news reached him that these big ships were coming from Egypt, and they were filled with wheat that could be made into bread and other kinds of food that could help people. And now Avery was going to come help me read part of this story. All right, Avery, your part is right there. With hope in his heart and determination in his stride, Bishop Nicholas rushed to the harbor where the ships were anchored. He gathered up the captains of the ships and begged them to sell some of the grain from each ship to relieve the suffering of the people. However, the captains, who were bound by strict orders about who they could sell their food to, hesitated, saying that the grain was meticulously accounted for, and any difference in the amount they delivered to their customers would bring repercussions. They might get in trouble. Thank you, Avery. All right, but Bishop Nicholas kept telling the ship's captains that everybody would have enough to eat. And so he assured them there wouldn't be any issues when the grain was finally delivered. And because he was so persistent about that, um, they finally relented and said, okay, I'll give you just a little bit of the grain from my ship so that you can have some food. And so the ship sailed on, and when they reached their final destination and that grain was unloaded, an astonishing thing happened. The weight of the grain remained unchanged from when it had been loaded onto the ships, right? So before any, um, any of it was given to Bishop Nicholas to feed his people, Right, so here I opened this to maybe give us a little better idea of what that could look like. So it's like if you had a whole bag of candy and Bishop Nicholas said, will you just give us like one of the littlest coins so that our people won't be hungry? And the captain said, okay, you can have this little tiny bit. Well, it turned out that when the people got back there, it just seemed like none was even missing except that coin that I just dropped, right? 
So it's like sharing that little bit of food hadn't diminished their cargo in the slightest, and it meant that there was more than enough for everyone because they shared. And so the news of this miracle spread like wildfire, and people praised God for that. So one of the other questions I had for you kids that I thought might be a more fun one to answer was, what's your favorite food to eat? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, yes. Mac and cheese seconded. Pizza. Pizza. Mac and cheese third? You want, you want the mic? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese fourth. You know, I mean, they're not wrong. I had a couple of people say mac and cheese. Panera mac and cheese specifically. Yeah, no craft for you. You got to take it up a notch, right? We've got somebody wrote sushi. I don't know who that was, but I was like, man, that's a good palate, kids. Yeah. I wondered if it was you, but it, maybe it wasn't. Japanese curry. You know what? Red curry was my favorite. So I'll meet you on that. Yeah, Scout? Fudge. Fudge. Great answer. Somebody else said pancakes, which made me think of Rachel's brother, Dave. So Rachel's one of four kids. And she said that, like, Rachel's usually the first up in her family. And Dave would get up and they'd have pancakes. And then he would have pancakes with everybody who got up. So when Dan got up, he'd have pancakes. When Sarah got up, he'd have pancakes. When their parents got up, he'd have more pancakes. I was like, that's too many pancakes, man. <laughs> All right, I think we've got Micah's going to read this next little bit for us. Here you go, Micah. You got it. Bishop Nicholas wasted no time. He gave food to the people who threw thought the region. Amazingly, the food supply that Nicholas was able to get from the captains lasted for two whole years, feeding the community until the rains came again and let people grow their own food. There was even enough wheat left over after two years that people could plant it to sow the fields for a bountiful harvest. Oh, that was so good. Thank you, Micah. I know attention span's probably waning, so we're gonna, gonna wrap it up with one little thing here. So all of this reminded me of another story, and this one was from the Bible, where Jesus was teaching a large crowd of people. And so I think we're going to have Abigail and Silas are going to help us read this Bible verse. Uh, where, where did Abigail? You're gonna come on up here. I thought you were right in the stand there for me. You've got it. All right, here's your microphone. Matthew 14, 15 through 21. Late that afternoon, the followers came to Jesus and said, No one lives in this place, and it is already late. Send the people away so they can go to, t to the towns and buy food for themselves. Jesus said, The people don't need to go away. You give them some food to eat. The followers answered, But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Yeah. Jesus said, Bring the bread and fish to me. Very good. Thank you, Abigail. All right, Silas, you got yours? Okay. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. He took five loaves of bread and two fish. He looked into the sky and thanked God for the food. Then he broke up the bread into pieces. He gave, he gave to the flowers, and, and, then, and, then, and they gave food to the people. Oh, no. Everyone ate until they were full. They were, when they were finished eating, the followers filled 12 baskets of food that, that were not eating. 
There were about 5,000 men who, who ate. There were, there were also women and children who ate. Very good. Thank you, Silas. All right. So just with that story, that's a story about how when Jesus took just a little bit and helped feed a lot of people, right? And so even though it seemed like there wasn't enough food, somehow there was more than enough, right? So it was when Jesus thanked God for the little bit they had and then had his friends share what they had with others, it turned out God was able to help everybody eat that day, right? So when we're thankful for what we have and when we share what we have, there is more than enough for everyone, And we'll just say, I just think that sometimes, right, when God's answer to helping others is to have us participate in doing that, right? Like, oh, they need help. Like, we are part of God's answer. Sometimes we're the ones that need help, right? Sometimes I've needed help, whether that's food or maybe you need help with your homework or tying your shoe, learning to ride a bike. And God's heart is for us to have our needs met, but it's to have other people in our communities, right? Our friends and our families to help us do that. All right, I think with that, we're just going to invite, I think we're gonna close that down and we're going to invite the Ypsilanti Youth Choir to come up and sing. But I wanna say thank you to all the kids. You guys were really good. Well done, well done adults. And then the Ipsy Youth Choir is gonna sing us a couple of songs before we have our communion. All right, kids are going to get a little bit out of the way over here. I suggested this to Crystal two weeks ago, and so these are mostly people from our congregation plus a couple of extras who are coming in. Good morning. Good morning. So, <clears throat> oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be great because God is with us. Um, my, the last day of 2023 is staying consistent with the rest of 2023. <laughs> so, so I, I have a sick grandchild at home, so I'm missing. Uh, a soprano. So we've got four altos, one tenor, one bass, and no soprano. So I'll do the best I can. <laughs> and please uh, welcome Michael and Ariel. Thank you so much for joining us. The rest of us, you know. So we're going to sing Peace, White Dove. And as you listen to the lyrics, you will see why that is so important with what's going on in the world. And then one of my favorite songs is Love Call Me Home, because it's about how when you're going through tough times, your friends carry you over. Today might be one of those times. Thank <laughs> you. 
Stop or dance forever. Oh,